frequently promise to demystify wine, to explain the inexplicable. Demystification seems to always be a well-intended mission, but there are other things to consider. A mystery is a hidden or secret thing. It arouses curiosity, suspense, or speculation. Mysteries tempt us into their lair. They seduce us like a novel we can't put down or a suspense movie that we never want to end. Welcome to Grape Encounters, where we confidently offer a wealth of insight and answers about wine and the lifestyle it engenders. But we also give you plenty to ponder, experience, and engage the imagination. The beauty of wine is its ability to stimulate thought and send us on mind trips to the unknown. Join us as we promise to share a continuous stream of wine mysteries, but we'll only demystify those things that will better equip you on your next journey into the unknown, also known as a grape encounter. though we're still not up to a full head of steam in terms of the things that we can do, there is a lot that is going on, especially in the world of wine. We had a lot to talk about today, and one of my all-time favorite guests is with me today. I always know it's going to be a great day when we have Allison Jordan on. She's the executive director of the California Sustainable Wine Growing Alliance and Vice President of Environmental Affairs at the Wine Institute. She's responsible for oversight of the California Sustainable Wine Growing Program and the Certified California Sustainable Wine Growing. Uh, and Allison, welcome. Thanks, David. It's so great to be with you today. You, you look fabulous, by the way. You look completely rested. Isn't COVID nice? I don't feel as stressed, you know, through all of this because I haven't had as much responsibility, I suppose. But I will also tell you that I'm excited to get back to real life. And I know you're working from home still too, aren't you? I am. Yes, I've ventured out a few times, but for the most part from my home office. So can't wait to get back out there. Okay. So your last venture out was a humdinger because you were with a great friend of the show, a great friend of the wine industry, and just a great friend of humanity in general, Jean-Charles Boisset, easily the most colorful person in the wine industry. I have to agree. <laughs> and he's, a, he's just a, an amazing man because he just does so much that is creative and cutting edge. And he started this program called JCB Live. We're going to have him on next week, by the way. So I'm pretty excited about that. What did you guys talk about? Well, we talked about sustainability and it's something that he holds near and dear to his heart. And it was just really fun because he gets into more almost personal things like what's your passion? How did you end up in the wine industry? Um, who motivates you? Those types of things. So it's always really interesting when he's talking to you. Well, I would be a total fool to ask you who you enjoy being interviewed by more. I'm not going to do that, but I want to let's jump into sustainability in a very general sense first, because I'm going to just tell you the last time we talked about, well, we talked about sustainability and we talked about climate change. And I got some really 
unpleasant letters from people, not because of anything that you said. It's just that some people just get upset when you talk about climate change, um, global warming, anything that's like that. It's become such a political football, and I just don't think it needs to be. I don't think, I never think of it from a political sense. But in terms of wine especially, why don't we start by just defining sustainability and what is it really? So it's really all about growing the best quality grapes and making the highest quality wine possible while protecting natural resources and the environment. Also being an, a good employer and neighbor. And of course, having vibrant businesses and farms that can be passed on to future generations. So I think it's really this um way of looking at hundreds of decisions that we each make in our daily life and really looking through that lens of environment, social equity, and economic consideration. So those are things that I think everyone can relate to, and you're really looking for those win-wins. I think about this literally every time I take out the trash, and I'm not making a joke here. (laughs) You know, I've got that big bag full of stuff that's going to go potentially into a landfill, a good portion of it, and I'm just one guy. I live alone, me and a dog. That's it. And I am sickened some days by how much waste I create. And a lot of it is because we're almost forced to do that. And I think it takes a lot of determination to decide, like, if you're a a winery, you know what? We're going to minimize the amount of waste that we create. We're going to leave this property 50 years from now, 100 years from now, in better shape than it was when we got it. We're not going to steal from the land. We're going to enhance the land. But you got to decide to do that. Because it's easy to do it the other way, and then you end up with a dust bowl someplace. And we've had a lot of examples in American history, world history, where we did not treat the land properly, and it rewarded us with blight. And I really, I'm a really strong believer in what you're doing. Well, thank you. And, you know, I also think there is this generational concept um, that really has made this concept such a part right. of the fabric of our industry. It truly is a generational business. We're still predominantly family owned. And so I think there is this idea that meeting the needs of the present without compromising the needs of future generations is one of the core tenets of sustainable development. And I think that, again, is why you know people really do care about the next generation and the generation beyond. So many people I know in the industry, their families have already been in it for at least right. two generations, if not three or four. So what do you know about the younger generations today, the Gen Xers, people under, let's say, 30 years old? Let's just take that that group. Are they much more in tune with the sustainability and the environment than those of us who are older than them? There is, in fact, um, we've done some consumer research, and um, there definitely seems to be a stronger interest among millennials and Gen Z, not only in how grapes are grown and how wine is made, and of course, all of the other agricultural products and and things that they purchase. Um, But they also care from a standpoint of they want to work for companies where they share values. What's really interesting about younger consumers is this. One thing that I've seen for sure, both doing this show and also operating a wine bar, is they are not as influenced by marketing as other 
older generations are. And I say that because they're much more experimental where wine is concerned. They'll try a lot of different things, even though it's not in vogue. And they'll take positions based on instinct. And we can grumble about those young people. But I do think there's a certain measure of conscientiousness there that you can't ignore. And I, I'm really pleased to see it. And, you know, it manifests itself in people doing what feels right, not just what they're told to do. And so I, I'm thinking that where sustainability is concerned, that they're kind of naturally drawn to, it doesn't have to be wineries, just product producers in general that care more about the country. And, you know, it's I, definitely what we're seeing in the, in the research is that that younger generation does. And even just anecdotally, I have children, my daughter is 14 um, and my son is almost 11. And what they're learning about in school and what they un- their understanding of how decisions in your daily life, but also as a society, how they impact their future. Um, they understand it and they care and they are concerned and they want to do something about it. So I definitely see it even with my own family. We're going to get into the specifics of this because there's a lot going on. It's April now and April is down to earth month in California. And we got to talk about that. Um, This is the 20 year anniversary, is it not, of the sustainability program as well? That's right. For the last two decades or more, really, um, sustainability has had major programs and initiatives around the state. And the California Sustainable Wine Growing Program was founded in 2002. We're talking to Allison Jordan. She's the executive director of the California Sustainable Wine Growing Alliance. She's also vice president of environmental affairs for the Wine Institute. And I do want to make sure that we mention what the Wine Institute does, Allison, when we come back, okay? Great. All right, we'll be back with more Grape Encounters and one of our faves, a regular, but she hasn't been on for a while, so glad to have her here now. Uh, Allison Jordan will be back in just a moment. Many wine enthusiasts describe wine as a kind of time machine that can transport you to the place and time it was created without leaving home. Whether you're sipping a Sangiovese from Italy or a German Riesling, tasting is traveling. That being said, Total Wine & More is like the world's biggest airport. With more than 8,000 wines from every corner of the world in their stores, you can be incredibly adventurous and savor every journey. Plus, you can do all of your shopping online at TotalWine.com and pick up your order at your local store or curbside for the ultimate in safe shopping. There's always more in store at Total Wine and More. In Greek mythology, we learn the mysterious connection between walnuts and wine. When Dionysus, the god of wine, fell in love with Princess Caria of Laconia, her sisters tried to prevent the romance, so Dionysus turned them into rocks. He also turned his beloved Caria into a walnut tree. She was, after all, a hard nut to crack. At mmorganics.com in Paso Robles, California, walnuts and wine is the ultimate love story. You'll flip over their 100% organic port-style dessert wines and organic heirloom walnut products, including sprouted snacking walnuts in five awesome flavors, irresistible raw organic walnut butter, 
free trade chocolate-covered walnuts. And for bakers, MM Organics produces 100% gluten-free walnut flour, estate walnut oil, and of course, their crazy delicious raw walnuts. Get all their products online at mmorganics.com. That's mmorganics.com. Grape Encounters Radio, you know what? If you're into wine, we are entering a wonderful season for a couple of reasons. Uh, one reason is, is we're starting to see green stuff showing up on those brown vines out there in the vineyard. And I know most of you do not live in wine country. That's just a fact. I live in wine country. I look at grapevines every day, and it's fun when you start to see the leaves erupt from the vines and then also at this time of year there's just a flurry of activity that goes on and we start to you know shake off winter and start to really enjoy spring and I know I know that we're still um, grounded in a lot of ways but you know that's changing little by little and uh, somebody who knows a lot about what's going on where wine events is concerned is Allison Jordan, the executive director of the California Sustainable Wine Growing Alliance and vice president of environmental affairs for the Wine Institute. That does not fit on one business card. When Allison, when you see Allison, she hands you two business cards. One is just for her titles, and then the rest is for the information, right? We have, you know, the two-sided, that works well, too. Okay, okay. (laughs) Anyway, hey, listen, April is down-to-earth month, and, you know, this is where all of our, our planet conscientiousness just explodes. And just tell me what that means in the wine industry and what's in store, especially from the standpoint of, you know, what's coming out of the COVID era. Well, as you say, this is such a beautiful time of year in the wine regions around the state. And every April, California wineries celebrate the state's global leadership in in sustainable wine growing by offering all kinds of fun activities. And they're not only fun, but they're also educational. We call it Down to Earth Month. And actually, this year, it's the 10th anniversary. So I think we've been talking about Down to Earth Month each April, David, (laughs) since the inception of the program. Yeah. But it's a really great time to get out. And um, as you say, you know, now we're still, there are still limitations due to COVID. So there are virtual events that people can take advantage of anywhere in in the United States or even internationally. You know, it's really interesting is the virtual events. I, I went through a bah humbug uh, period with virtual events because they were starting to get tired to me. But now we've really figured it out. And there's a lot of fun to be had with virtual events. Are there any virtual 3D things um, out there, virtual reality things? Is that coming? Many, many wineries throughout the state are doing really fun, educational, entertaining, regular programming. Um, And again, through Down to Earth Month, there are so many fun things that people can learn about. So we're going to do a a thing with you, Allison. I I was going to propose that it's going to be called the Allison Jordan Backstage Pass. 
<laughs> I'll pass on that. We'll, we'll stick with the pro. You know, by the way, augmented reality, just I, I want to say this, the Australians have embraced this augmented reality thing in a big way. And they are hoping within the next couple of years that every single wine label is going to be based in augmented reality, which basically means you point your phone at it and the label comes to life. And I mean, it comes to life. It's the craziest thing you've ever seen. But a lot of California wines are doing it as well. But we've got to, Allison, we've got to get on this because we can't let the Aussies beat us on this. They think that they're, they, they have the opportunity to... Uh, have the edge. There's a winery tooth and nail down here where pretty much all of their labels are augmented reality. And I'd love to go up there just to see what their label is. But I'm digressing, I know. But it's just it's just an example of some of the really fun things that are going on. Are there going to be outdoor events? There, there are some, right? And hikes and all kinds of stuff, right? All kinds of fun things. And I definitely encourage people to call ahead to wineries to make reservations. Right, yeah. Um, to find out what the restrictions are, just so you know in advance. But there are so many fun things happening in the virtual world. Um, things like cooking demonstrations and behind the scene tours, but you can also go to wineries and do some really interesting things. Like um, I know one of them that I thought sounded really fun was an Earth Day hike at Six Sigma Ranch in Lake County. Oh, yeah. And I think you've spent some time up there. It's yeah. just a beautiful part of the state. Um, there's a paint your own garden hat event at Ramona Ranch Vineyard and Winery in San Diego. So again, these events span the state. Rodney Strong and Sonoma is doing a Pinot Noir deep dive. Um, Jay Lore is actually doing a virtual event by looking at the use of technology in the vineyards, and they call it growing sustainability. So whether you're here in person or want to just check out what's available virtually, there's all kinds of fun options. That Rodney Strong deep dive, do you get a wetsuit to do that or do you just <laughs> dive in with a pair of shorts on? Because I'm thinking, you know, that would stain your skin, would it not? think they're talking about tasting, David. Allison, it's not so strange. There is a, I don't know if you know this, but this is true. I'm not making this up, okay? You can't make this thing up. In Japan, they get obsessed with certain things and mm -hmm. they're, they're very obsessed with wine there. And they've got a spa in Japan where they've got this giant pool that's filled with wine. And then there's this giant wine bottle that's probably like 20 feet long and it's kind of um, inverted and it's pouring wine constantly into the pool and everybody's in the pool and they're turning red. <laughs> it's true. I lived in Japan for a while, so I can appreciate it. And then I also, um, we're going to be doing an Earth Day event in Japan. So they'll be doing a virtual tour of a couple of wineries here in California and just learning more about sustainability. So truly is international. All right. Now. Well, if you want to figure out an itinerary of things that you can do either from your living room or, you know, if you're going to wander out and travel, a lot of people have got their shots. I've had my shots now too. So, I have so, as well. Yeah. yeah. So if I bite you, you won't get distemper. Um, but anyway, or rabies or whatever it is. But um, a lot of people are at a place where they can now travel. So there's events. But if you want to just look at this massive list of events that are going on, um, you go where? To discovercaliforniawines.com. And it's a great place to learn more about Down to Earth Month, all these fun activities, but also about California wine in general, all of our regions and bridles and other fun tips that you may be interested in. Yeah. And you guys are really good about like sending recipes out and all kinds of really cool stuff. You got to get on their mailing list, gang. You just got to get on their mailing list. And I know 
There are some of you sitting at home going, California, you're all just a bunch of wackos out there. I know what you're saying. But we make great wine here, not to take anything away from Missouri or Virginia or New York or New Jersey or, you know, any, Texas or any of the, of the other places that make wine. Oh, I forgot Washington and Oregon. They're all good, but California, it's, it's what we do out here. That's why we're so strange is because we drink a lot of wine. We don't have a- David, you mentioned recipes, and I was also going to mention there's an IGTV video series with recipes from the cookbook that I think you know. Oh, yes. So another fun way to just cook along and, and learn something about food as well as wine. And then there's also a really interesting series that's happening through Down to Earth Month with Napa Valley Psalm Amanda McGrosson oh, awesome. um, of Psalm Vivian and Ida Mullenkamp of Salt and Wind. They're doing a Facebook Live series and each week tackling a different aspect of sustainability. Is there a theme song? There isn't, is there? We don't have a theme song. I think we'll have to write one. Here we go. Here we go. Ready? I'm gonna. We're going to take a commercial break, but I'm going to take us out to the commercial with the first ever airing of the theme song California wine it's so so fine I'm glad it's mine California wine we'll be right back If you have a thirst for wine knowledge, be it trivia or the latest trends, there's a website that's overflowing with content that we've created just for you. It's GrapeEncounters.com, where you'll find literally hundreds upon hundreds of stories and interviews covering almost every topic imaginable. From the world's most colorful and renowned winemakers to unforgettable wine adventures, there's something for every wine lover at GrapeEncounters.com. Go ahead, log on, uncork, pour, swirl, and sip. 12 hand-picked wines for as low as $59? Why not? Uncork Adventure with a total wine membership and get two wines a month for a small one-time fee. Our friendly experts pick wines that wow. We're guides on your expedition to uncover gems that'll make your taste buds snap to attention. So what'll it be? All reds? Only whites? Or do you want to throw sparkling and rosé into the mix? Pick a plan that's perfect for you. Go to membership.totalwine.com. We're back with more Grape Encounters. Hey, please do us an enormous favor and like us on Facebook. It's the very best way to learn about other opportunities that we may not share on the broadcast. Also, join our mailing list on grapeencounters.com. Listeners on our contact list receive some exclusive opportunities. Become an insider. Enough said. Here's your wine captain, David Wilson. Back with Grape Encounters Radio and Allison Jordan. She's executive director of the California Sustainable Wine Growing Alliance and the VP of Environmental Affairs for the Wine Institute. The Wine Institute is such a cool organization. I am so blessed because I've had such a great relationship with them for the now 13 years that I've had this show on the air. And they have brought some of the most wonderful guests to my show and they have opened my eyes to so many really cool things, not the least of which is sustainability. And a lot of people just, like, if you even say anything about environmental, they get all poopy about it. And I had that experience last year, Allison, because I just said climate change or something. I had several people write me and they go, there's no such thing as climate change. And they would give me all this lecture about stuff. And I, Allison, I just told them, look, 
even if you don't believe in climate change, it still makes sense to be as nice to the planet as you can, right? Even if you don't believe that. Do you get that from people sometimes? No, I've actually, I feel like, really seen a shift and people definitely are understanding the multiple benefits of sustainability. So, you know, we've really been able to show that it is a business value as well as being kind to the environment and being a good community steward as well. And because our wine regions are really part of the community, the families often live on the vineyard or at the winery and they have um, their employees nearby. So everyone just understands that it makes sense to take care of our land, to take care of our communities, to take care of our people. Oh, by the way, one other thought that I I didn't mention it uh, last year, but I do want to mention it now, is this idea of global warming, okay? Mm -hmm. People always say to me, they go, global warming is not being caused by human beings. We go through natural cycles and the planet warms up and the planet cools down. That That is absolutely true. That's absolutely true. And that was fine when it was just dinosaurs roaming the planet, but now we humans are living here. So maybe the least we could do is leave our refrigerators open to kind of get things cooled down in case it's just going to naturally warm up. Because, you know, if it just naturally warms up a few degrees, we're not going to like it. (laughs) Okay, But I personally believe in climate change a lot. And that's just it. And you know what? Nobody's going to convince me otherwise. But we have to be good to the planet and taking good care of the land that we cultivate and um, make our wonderful wines on is really super important. And by the way, I don't know if you remember this, but back like 12 years ago, I was really snotty about things like organic wines and sustainably grown grapes because it's funny back then we didn't have it quite dialed in I think and so there was a time when you got bigger juice your grapes because you used a lot of pesticides and stuff like that and you know you weren't so concerned about those things but then we figured it out winemakers figured it out and now the wines are so stunning and you don't have to do things that you would later regret isn't that true? Well, the, the conversation about organic wine can be complicated because there are these different um, requirements from right. the National Organic Program. So we have these different classifications like made with organically grown grapes, yeah. which basically means that only materials that are approved by the National or- Organic Program can be applied. Right. And then if you use the classification of organic wine, it also means you can't add sulfites, which help preserve shelf life of wine. So it may be that people were trying wines um, that were not meant to be aged. Oh, and yeah, yeah, yeah. Past their expiration. So I think there's part of that. But now certainly you see top level wines that are farmed organically and also certified sustainable is another big category that's grown tremendously. So now we have over 80 percent of California wine made in a certified California sustainable winery. And over half of our great acreage is certified to either our program certified California sustainable or to Lodi Rules, Napa Green, sub-certified, fish-only farming, other programs. So let me ask you a question because obviously sustainable and organic don't mean the same thing. Can you kind of sort that out for listeners so they understand sure. what the difference is and where they cross paths? Sure. The areas where um, organic, sustainable, and biodynamic all 
intersect are really around crop protection. So, you know, managing those pests and diseases in the vineyard, um, also soil health. Those are big topics in all of all three um, of the approaches. And they're all based on this idea of integrated pest management. The big difference is that sustainability is this much more comprehensive, like energy and water use efficiency. It covers those really important issue areas like labor like water. I want to talk about that for a bit more because I think it's just something that maybe I've glossed over a little bit in the past, maybe have not given it as much attention as I should. And it is such a beautiful thing to see what a lot of wineries do to try to support their people. And, you know, one of the things that's important to remember is that laborers who work in the wine industry can face a predicament because it's seasonal. And so there are some wineries actually that'll do things like grow um, olives because Mm -hmm. they're on alternating seasons so they can keep folks employed and they don't have to use as much nomadic labor, but it's a a beautiful thing. There's a winery down where I live called Kaliza. I don't know if you're familiar with them, but, Mm -hmm. but they have a second label that's called End of the Day. And they donate a lot of the proceeds from that label to their farm workers, you know, to help to give them a better life. There are wineries that build housing for their workers, but there's so much attention, I think, being paid to try to give people who make our beautiful wines a beautiful life. That's right. Things like, you know, of course, health and safety is one of those areas in California is very heavily regulated. So there's already that very stringent regulatory starting point. But then people are going above and beyond when it comes to training and to offering courses in um, topics that will be help people advance in their careers. And you know, English as a second language opportunities. There's so much from a philanthropic standpoint. I know even just looking like at a big region like Sonoma, and they really reinvigorated their foundation, which then in turn can give back to farm workers um, and viticultural workers. It's really wonderful just to see how people have come together and offered support support and encouragement and advancement. Hey, there's one thing, though, that that happened a few years ago really torqued me. It only lightly has to do with what we're talking about. But do you remember when a lot of attention was being focused on wineries that were using volunteer labor? And what it was was wineries would do these programs where, yeah, you want to learn about wine, you could come out and pick some grapes with us and, you know, stomp them, whatever. And it was meant to be educational. It was sort of supposed to be a win-win. And then the government came in said, you can't do that. you got to either pay them or forget about it. I don't know. Uh, just as one more example of how stringent California is. Isn't that just, do you remember that? I do remember that. There was some little winemaker. He had a like a two-acre winery, and they put him out of business, basically, because he depended on volunteer labor. Anyway, I know it's not on the topic, Allison, but you made me think about it. I know several winemakers who just have little family wineries and friends would come in and help them just pick, you know? And then the government said, I'm sorry, you can't do that. And um, anyway, I hope they change that law. I got to follow up on that one because that was a weird thing. Anyway, not a weird thing is talking to Allison Jordan. (laughs) She's the executive director of the California Sustainable Wine Growing Alliance, VP of Environmental Affairs for the Wine Institute, which, by the way, I want to just get into that part of your position in just a second when we return. But we have to turn to our fab 
are Fabo advertisers, and they are – I don't let anybody advertise on this show that makes a product or sells a product that I don't believe in. That's my commitment. I won't. If it's like something I don't like, it's not going to advertise on this show. So I love my advertisers, and I want you to give them love too. We'll be back with more after this. Even though I spend almost every waking hour trying to track down all things wine, it takes nearly superhuman powers to keep up with the folks at Total Wine & More. I remember the first time I ever set foot in a Total Wine & More store. My jaw literally dropped to the floor as I tried to comprehend the astonishing wine, spirit, and beer offerings that were suddenly at my fingertips, wonderfully organized for super easy navigation. How do they pull off such an amazing feat? Well, it all comes down to an incomparable team of experts that constantly searches every corner of the world for amazing products priced so you can enjoy them on any occasion. Total Wine doesn't just sell the same old, same old. They're always busy forging relationships with outstanding producers on every continent so that they're able to provide exceptional wines that are exciting and new to you at incredible savings. New discoveries, must-have favorites, and more than 8,000 wine choices that you can even explore from home on your laptop or phone. Explore Total Wine in whatever manner suits you best, in person or if you've come to enjoy that curbside experience, you can order online at TotalWine.com and pick up your wine in the store or just outside if a contactless experience is your preference. And make sure to check for special opportunities that are always plentiful at TotalWine.com. There are always plenty of reasons to get excited about your next Total Wine experience. We like to talk about wine. It's hard to imagine a word that's more positive than sprout. Towering trees start as sprouts. New ideas sprout in moments of inspiration. Heck, anything food-wise that has sprouted is better for you. Like bean sprouts, alfalfa sprouts, and your sprouted wheat toast. Well, a truly genius idea recently sprouted in the orchards of MM Organics, makers of truly amazing walnut products. It's their all-new sprouted walnuts. Yep, they take their delicious organic raw dry-farmed walnuts and use a top-secret technique to soak, sprout, and dehydrate them for optimal health benefits. These supremely delicious nuts are perfect for baking, toppings, or snacking on all day. They come in six irresistible flavors, plain, unsalted, sea salt, cinnamon, chai, curry, and chili. You'll find all of their amazing walnut products at mmorganics.com. They've reimagined the sprout, so eat your heart out. Go to mmorganics.com. So there's this line in a movie. I've heard it actually in a couple of different movies, but I don't remember what the movies are. But it's like the, the bad guy. He says, we can do this the easy way or we can do this the hard way. And so talking today about doing things the hard way is Allison Jordan. <laughs> you didn't expect that. 
did you, Allison? No. She's executive director of the California Sustainable Wine Growing Alliance. The sustainability program is, I said, you could do it the easy way or you could do it the hard way. This is not some slam dunk thing that you could just say, oh, oh, I want to be a part of that program. Sign me up. Where do I sign? And then I put it on all my advertising. It doesn't work that way. There's a bunch of stuff you got to do. It's hard work. Can you get into that? Yeah. So I've been lucky to work in the California wine industry and with incredible growers and vintners over the past 20 years. And when we first started, it was all about education and offering opportunities to learn about what sustainability is and big emphasis on continuous improvement. Really what certification means is that there is an annual annual certification audit by a third party auditor that is verifying certain things. So first of all, you have to be adopting sustainable practices, of course. So we have our California Code of Sustainable Wine Growing that covers 200 different best management practice areas. And Wait, whoa, whoa. Also, how many? Over 200. 200? Yeah. Okay. So it's really, if you think about sustainability and being this very comprehensive topic, it covers everything from water and energy efficiency to pest management to soil health. Um, also thinking about the broader ecosystem. So protecting wildlife habitat in the areas in your vineyard and, and throughout your, the land that you may own. And we talked a little bit earlier about neighbors and community and employees being so important, um, you know, the contributions, the philanthropic nature of the industry, and then also your supply chain. So the other um, the vendors or service providers you work with. So thinking about, you know, everything that you're bringing into your vineyard and winery and what those companies are doing. So it's truly very comprehensive. What are the winemakers and grape growers saying about the program in terms of, you know, how has it impacted them? They go through all of this trouble to do this. Yeah. So I think for a lot of people, it's that being able to take a step back and to look at your whole farm and your whole operation holistically is, is a really valuable um, use of time. And so I know some people or some wineries even bring together teams to go through this process of really looking at every aspect of their operation. But they also, one of the requirements is tracking performance. So they're measuring things like their water use and their energy efficiency, their greenhouse gas emissions, their applied nitrogen in the vineyard. And so by measuring, we always say you, you have to measure to manage. So they're finding ways where they can make improvements and be more efficient, which can lead to cost reductions. um, And of course, improved environmental outcomes too. But not only that, they also have to be continuously improving. And this is the area where I think having a third party auditor come and do those annual audits, it sort of forces the, the staff of a winery or vineyard to really know what the priorities are, to be implementing those action plans and to continuously improve. And again and again, we hear from winery owners as well as from the auditors that that's really what they're seeing is that ongoing improvement each year. Website. We've got to talk about the website. And by the way, you mentioned the logo, but the logo is super important. And for you wine lovers out there, this is a really subtle little thing that once you know it and you understand it, you're going to look for it. And it's super important. Where do we find all this stuff? Yeah. So um, more and more we're seeing in the marketplace that there are wineries using this logo. And it means that both the winery is certified and 85% or more of the grapes are from certified vineyards. So when you see our circular certified California sustainable logo, that's what it means. So they've undergone all of the these different steps I mentioned. There are other programs in California like Lodi Rules, SIP Certified, 
Napa Green. So you'll see some other logos in the marketplace. We encourage you to support all of these efforts. And we have a new website for the Certified California Sustainable Wine Growing Program called CaliforniaSustainableWine.com. And it has some really great information about what it means to be certified, what are sustainable practices, some information that I think a lot of consumers are interested in. Yeah. But even more importantly, it's a way for you to find out which wineries, wines, and vineyards are certified. And um, so if you're going to be headed to California, you can look and see which wineries are certified and which ones welcome visitors. Um, I was never that label conscious, but I look for that label. Yeah, this logo is definitely something that you want to look for. And you can not only enjoy the wine, but you can have this zen, emotional, feel-good thing about what that wine is isn't doing to the environment. Yeah, we talk about it being good for the planet, good for the community, and good for the grapes and wine. So really, it's a win-win again. Well, good for you. It's just amazing how this has become such a integral part of winemaking in California. Okay, I'm gonna I'm gonna conclude with one thing, Allison. I, I'm starting to ask guests this. It's just like a random thing that I've added to the show. What was the last varietal, the last type of wine you had? I was at the beach yesterday with a bonfire watching the sunset, and I had a can of Sofia Coppola bubbles. <laughs> yeah, the little pink They're can, kind of, kind of purplish pink. Can. Yeah, that's pretty good stuff. Francis Ford Coppola's um, daughter, right? Yeah. Yeah. Very good stuff. Okay, great. We're going to do that. Every guest from now on, we're going to say, what was the last wine you drank? And it'll be interesting to see what the <laughs> the answers are going to be. Thank you so much for uh, being on, Allison. I so appreciate it. Uh, repeat the websites one more time. So discovercaliforniawines.com is where you can learn more about Down to Earth Month. And californiasustainablewine.com is where you can find certified wineries, wines, and vineyards. That is going to do it for Grape Encounters today. We love you, Allison Jordan. Uh, what you have done for the wine industry and the state of California and America um, is just ginormous, and we appreciate it very, very much. Thank you. Thank you so much for having me. All right. We'll be back uh, here next week with more Grape Encounters. And actually, next week is going to be Jean-Charles Boisset. So uh, you don't want to miss that. Uh, I don't want to miss it because otherwise there won't be an interview. We'll <laughs> see you then. This edition of Grape Encounters has been brought to you by Total Wine & More. When Total Wine & More challenged themselves to keep more than 8,000 wines on hand, they pioneered a consumer experience that 99.999% of the population would have thought was impossible. It was an undertaking that I still can't totally get my arms around today. But I've spent many hours of my personal time being that adult kid in a candy store, using my mouse to learn about their extremely affordable top 20 wines of the year, or learning eye-opening details about the iconic winemakers behind Total Wine's Legends of Wine collection. TotalWine.com is an online resource so rich with content, it's hard to imagine a more satisfying wine-related experience. Spend all the time you want at TotalWine.com or at your nearest store. Just make sure you're back here with me at this same time next week for another Grape Encounter. Mm-hmm.